It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number 22, Value Victories, Not Defeats. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is good to be with all of you here again on this uh, wonderful day. Uh, it's a pretty amazing day, just being honest with you. I'm on fall break, and uh, it's a Sunday night when I'm recording this, and it just feels amazing just to uh, play with the dog and um, stay up late and record a podcast episode and watch uh, my favorite show on Netflix and and, and just uh, kind of kind of let some of the worries of a normal academic week uh, just kind of go on hold for a little bit uh, and and talk to you a little bit about this week's episode valuing victories not those defeats um, and and you know in last week's episode uh, an episode that's very important to me they're all important to me but uh, that one particularly just because you know assessment and all of the things that tie into assessment the importance of assessment uh, are super super uh, important um, and 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 I guess today uh, I kind of turn the page to something that uh, I, I really struggle with, just to be honest with you. Um, and I guess I'm comparing that to last week's episode because it's something that um, I, I just spend so much time with and I like to think of myself as proficient in the area of assessment. I mean, we're always getting better. But that's one area I spent, I've spent a lot of time in my career uh, studying and trying to get better and better and renovate. Uh, uh, but but the, the material that I'm going to talk about in this episode uh, is, is somewhat of a struggle for me um, for a variety of reasons and I don't want to be hypocritical uh, because you know this is this this is a constant struggle and as I'm talking about this to you I, I don't want to be a hypocrite because uh, this is probably the area that I've had to work on the most uh, in my career so um, as I'm talking about it it's it's a little bit autobiographical um, and and I'm not sure if it's because of just my meticulous nature or the love of kind of overcoming challenges or just uh, just the pure joy that I get from watching people succeed. But the truth is I just have this uh, adverse reaction to failure. And I think most people do. Um, but but failure just just I, I don't know. It just drives me insane. And uh, along with words like impossible, I'm just one of those optimistic people that believes anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Um, and and so I kind of consider myself to, um, you know, just just again to be that person that believes that things can be done as long as there's a plan and feedback and uh, your, your your growth mindset. I think you can accomplish anything. And and as far as my career, I, I do consider myself to be successful. Uh, how I measure that is not in. Uh, Paycheck, though you know, I'm I'm satisfied with where I am there. Uh, not to get too personal, I, I I guess what what I'm defining success as is is am I happy with what I do with my life and do I make a difference? And I think to both of those questions, um, I, I would say uh, yes, absolutely. And so that's how I measure success, and I'm pretty successful. Um, you know, I, I do feel that I've positively impacted the lives of students. Um, both inside and outside the classroom, and they've impacted me, and and not just in the classroom, but on the fields of play that I coach and uh, and all the various activities that I lead folks in, um, I, and and I'm a part of. I, I think that 
I've been pretty successful. But despite all of that success, because this has kind of sounded like a me, me, me beginning, but I only say all of that to say this, um, despite all of that success, I do always struggle, always, um, to kind of avoid letting the defeats kind of occupy my time and my mind. Um, I am someone that struggles with a little bit of anxiety. Um, I, I, you know, despite what I may, you know, sound, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to you from the standpoint of, you know, giving you these strategies, you know, I've taken a lot of bloody nose as has most teachers. I've had to learn from making mistakes and trying to do things and you know that's that's an important part of growth and you have to be open minded to those things but I will tell you um I do have quite an adverse reaction to failure. Uh, I, I I hate failing though I know it's absolutely important um to to fail uh and you know because that's how learning happens I I do struggle with it and not because uh this I have this conceited need to uh, always win or, 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 or succeed, but I, I, I really, I mean, I want to succeed, but I really do believe that, uh, I just, I tend to dwell on my defeats and I, I've gotten better over the years. Uh, you have to, uh, you have to, because there are so many potholes, uh, and obstacles and negative interactions that kind of pop up along the way as an educator. Uh, it, it can honestly, it, it becomes so easy to obsess over the negatives. No matter how few of them you encounter in your uh, career, uh, there are enough um, that it can absolutely drive you crazy. And and we've all had those weeks where we feel like superheroes. You know, those those amazing weeks where the kids are learning and the paperwork is manageable and all the administrators are absolutely happy with you. Um, and, and, and you're just rolling. You know, it's a great day or it's a great week and then all of a sudden, a student kind of decides to go off the rails or you make some mistake in class or you say something to a colleague that results in some negative situation of some kind. And then all of a sudden, we forget the countless successes that we had and, and, and develop that tunnel vision uh, and, and begin to focus only on the negative. And, 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 and I just I don't understand why we do that to ourselves. I don't. I just talked about myself and opened up on the fact that, you know, I've struggled with this over the years. I have. Um, again, I've gotten better, but it has been a struggle. But why do we do that to ourselves? And it's so absurd because we are perfect and our, and our jobs will never be perfect. You know, we work with human beings and then we work in education and both are incredibly messy and complex and definitely far from perfect. You know, with that said, despite that obvious, you know, we know that it's never going to be perfect. Uh, but but yet, we still beat ourselves up. I mean, we work in this complex field with so much bureaucracy and so much research and pedagogies. And, and, and we have all of this success and we get most of our kids where they need to be. And then one mistake and we beat ourselves up. One one ineffective interaction, we beat ourselves up. You know, we know perfection's not obtainable, yet we often hold ourselves to that impossible standard. Why do we do that? You know, that kind of pressure, it's terrible. 
And then you throw kids and parents into the mix with anything, and and then all of a sudden the pressures become even greater. The microscopes uh, focused even finer on what we do. And then in a classroom, and I've mentioned this before, situations and problems can become nuclear in, in, in a split second. You know, and, and, and we have to kind of remind ourselves that despite how we feel, I mean, we're human. We feel things. And, 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 and despite uh, all these victories, you know, we have to remind ourselves that these negative situations, they're the minority, at least for most teachers. I won't say that's true for all teachers. But for most teachers, these kind of negative situations um, these negative experiences, they're in, they're in the minority. So why do we still value these negatives, these defeats, more than our victories? This attitude is, well, it's the decisions we make as a result of negative uh, interactions can have a profound outcome on our overall happiness and longevity as a teacher. I mean, I've had to constantly remind myself uh, of this over the years. And you've got to do that too. I mean, think about it. You know, you accidentally, you know, do something or say something in the classroom that, you know, maybe a student took wrong or someone, you know, observing your classroom took wrong or you write an email that was misinterpreted by a parent and all of a sudden, you know, you begin to start second guessing yourself and, you know, regret the situation and all this other stuff. When you have had if you're like most teachers, just countless impact in the lives of others. Yet again, we hold ourselves to the standard of perfection. That's impossible to actually achieve, which is the whole point of today's episode. Because like, like me, you have to let that go. You do. And it's not easy. It's not. Again, it's still a journey for me. But I have gotten better, as I've said a couple of times. But again, I do occasionally find myself obsessing. And, and look, I'm not saying that that's all bad either, because you know you do want to focus on getting better, and, and you do want to do everything you can to you know, impact everyone that you work with and associate with uh, in, in a positive way. But you can't allow a negative situation you know, or a bad interaction to derail all the good work that you've done. And I said a second ago, talking about all the decisions that we make as the result uh, of a negative interaction with a parent or a student or something like that, you know, all of a sudden we start making decisions that kind of snowballs on us. And all of a sudden we start convincing ourselves that we're terrible people or terrible at our jobs. And that's just the furthest from the truth. That's just not true. And, and so I, I think it's important that we as professionals learn to value victories. We have to. So cut yourself some slack and stop trying to be perfect. In addition to just a happier disposition, you'll actually be more effective at your job. Remember, it's the mistakes and other negatives that you learn from most, certainly. Um, and, and I was lucky enough, by the way, to have a couple of mentors that constantly reminded me um, you know, every day, not to let, you know, particularly in my early years when I was learning how to how to be a teacher, so to speak, how to learn our craft, um, you know, I constantly was getting reminded, don't let negatives uh, outweigh the positive, the, the tons of good work that you do. And I was lucky enough to, to have those kinds of mentors, and I hope you do. And if not, let me 
uh, be that person for you. Um, and, you know, because that's incredibly important advice. And we hear people say it on a regular basis, hopefully. You know, don't, don't dwell on the negative. Um, my advice to you is you need to finally listen to those people telling you that, including me. You know, move on. Don't live in the negative. Don't. Um, and as I've started to do uh, so in the last few years, um, you know, I, I want you to do it too. I want you to get better at it. I want you to move away from dwelling on those defeats and focus on those countless victories that you have because you're amazing. And don't let anybody tell you differently. And and again, if, if you kind of live in the negative and you dwell, as long as you're learning from those mistakes, move on. I mean, hit the switch right now. Don't wait. Hit it right now. Change your mindset. Okay? Change your mindset. You can do this. You know, I've had to do it. You can do it. It's going to make you a better teacher. And and and, and I want you to take, you know, so we're going to take a quick little test. We're going to take a quick little test. I want you to clear your mind. Just, just clear your mind. <sighs> take a deep breath. I'm sipping on tea. I'm going to take some tea right now. Let's see. All right, so I've cleared my mind. I've taken a sip of tea, and, and we're all going to do this together, okay? We'll play a little bit of a game to kind of close out this episode. Let's see if you, you really are ready to value victories over defeats. Here we go. I want you to ask yourself, how will you react the next time these things happen? How will you react the next time? A parent 100% blames you for her child's struggles in your class. How will you react? She blames you 100%. You forget to submit your lesson plan. You miss the deadline. How will you react when they get on you? An evaluation comes back with some kind of constructive criticism you didn't expect. How will you react? Your students complain about you or an assignment that you give them. How will you react? A colleague says something that's not so nice about you or the way that you run your class. What are you going to do? What are you going to think about? Are you going to dwell? You accidentally explain something wrong in class. You absolutely straight up taught something wrong. What are you going to do? You made a major mistake in how you graded a test or a project calculated something wrong, but you made a mistake. How are you going to react to that? You had a difficult meeting with your principal or some school committee that you're on. You know, you have one of those not fun meetings with the principal. He or she didn't like the way you did something or disagreed with an approach or something or, you know, you know, countermanded something that uh, you wanted to do in the classroom or an activity. How are you going to react to that? A demonstration that you thought was just just amazing, incredible, kind of falls flat in class. How are you going to react to that? So, all of those are example situations that crop up in the life of teachers at some point in the career, usually multiple times. You know, these are exceptions to the rules. They are. They're absolutely exceptions. The key here is you, you know, and, and, I, and I know I sound preachy and I don't mean to be, but the key here is you can't dwell. 
you can't live in the world of negativity. Over time, if you focus on your defeats, you will begin to lose confidence in your ability. You'll lose the identity of who you are. And, and, and most importantly, you won't learn. You know, it's important to make the mistakes so you get better and understand that the negatives are bound to happen. Again, education is messy. It is complex. It's going to happen. Don't dwell. Don't dwell. So I'm going to challenge you to kind of conclude this episode with this. I want you to, instead, the next time a bad you know, so occurrence, you know, you have a bad day or a bad interaction, you go home like, man, like, man, should I even be teaching anymore? Is, you know, am, am, am I terrible at my job? Or anytime that negative stuff starts poisoning your mind, do yourself a favor. And this is my challenge to you. Instead of kicking yourself, uh, you know, for days or hours or weeks even, remind yourself of all the the great things that you've done, the people that you've impacted. Pull out some of those notes and letters and pictures that you've got from your students. Um, Let those things be the tangible reminders that you're amazing and that you have victories that far outnumber all those negative experiences, all those negative interactions. Don't poison something that you're very successful at. Don't go down that road. It's terrible. Well, that is it for this episode. I hope you are going to value those countless victories as you move forward. Uh, Speaking of forward, make sure you're here next week for episode number 23. Watch your words. Until then, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. I'll see you down the road.